Please, I still crave your indulgence to be on your feet. Can you help me lift up those holy hands unto God this morning? Somebody help me appreciate him. Help me give him the glory. Help me give, give him the glory and the praise. Worship him. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the last bus stop of your destiny. There is no one like Yeshua. There is no one like the God that rises in the heavens by the name Jah. Somebody help me appreciate him everywhere in this house. Can God hear your voice? Heaven wants to hear your voice. He didn't allow your name to be on the obituary that came out last Wednesday on Vanguard. So that you can appear before his presence with your thanksgiving. Somebody help me appreciate him. Thanksgiving is the password this morning to approach the throne room. I said it is the password. Somebody come and use the password. Let's approach where he dwells. He is a God that dwelleth between the cherubim. Somebody help me worship him. Worship him, exalt the name of Jesus. Make him big in this service this morning. He spared your life so that you can glorify him. He spared you so that you can give him glory, honor, and thanksgiving. Lord, we worship you. Can we join the 20 and the 4 elders? Can we join the protocols in the throne room? And give him glory and give him praise. Let heaven hear your praise. Let him hear your thanksgiving this morning. Help me. I will put you in front. In front of my melody. You are all that You are all that I will make room for two. You make room for two. You are Jesus. You are all to us in this season. <laughs> Nothing else is of importance and relevance except you. We put you in front of our destiny in this great season and we declare that you are indispensable to us as a church and to us as individuals. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
Sweet Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this house as never before. Somebody just help me welcome him. He's so important. We can't do without him. Just help me welcome him. Help me welcome him. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit, for coming in your fullness. Mm. Holy Spirit, be my comfort. If it's possible, no sound. Take control as I'm walking along the way. The road is so narrow. Holy Spirit, lead me home. We welcome you in your fullness. We appreciate you for coming. <laughs> and on that note, I welcome all the angels that are walking into this house with me this morning. And I say, you're welcome. Just do your work and do it fast and glorify Jesus as never before in this house. Thank you, our Father. Let your word go forth and glorify Jesus. I come behind the cross and I pray that I be not heard nor be seen. But that Jesus alone will be glorified in our midst. Thank you, everlasting God. Once again... Holy Spirit, the leader of the church, we say you are welcome. We celebrate you in this house this morning. Thank you, our Father, for we worship with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. The amen is on the floor. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we worship. Church, you can do better. Can your amen be louder than my voice? Amen. Now be seated in God's presence. If it is possible, relax, cross your leg, you are in your father's house. Amen. Do I have young people in the house? I said, do I have young people in this house? Come on, do some crazy things unto God. Let's know you are around. I can, I can feel you, I can feel you. Young people, can I feel you in that house? Hey! Hey! Somebody give God a show! Some young people, please don't get older before you get there. Amen? So if they say young people, you behave like a young person. Amen? So you don't stand that by that, like a standby generator when they are calling young people. Come on. Amen? Amen. I said, do I have young people here in this house? And I, I saw some people just seated, but they are young people. I said, do I have young people in this house? This is young people's service. Do I have young people in this house? Are you sure you are here? Come on, let God know you love him. We've been talking about love since morning. Can you let God know you love him? Somebody help me say, God, I love you. Bless God for the privilege to be here this morning to bring forth the word of God. Uh, in this great season, in this great season, I call it a great season. And I believe you know it's a great season in the history of the world and in the history of the church. This is a great season. And I want to thank God that I'm here. And for the opportunity that has been given to me, I wish to appreciate our chaplain, members of the chaplaincy, and all the entire members of the chapel council for this invitation. Thank you for 
inviting me to be here. And thank you for the opportunity. I count it a privilege to be here. I specifically want to appreciate our daddy, uh, the chaplain, Professor, Venerable Professor Sam Ike. I want to say thank you so much, sir, for the invite and for the opportunity to be here. And I want to thank God for you. And I pray that God will grant you the capacious grace to take this house to the place of glory in the name of Jesus. Because God is taking this house to somewhere. Amen? I said God is taking this house to somewhere. Hallelujah. Amen. Please, you need to be generous with your amen this morning. Amen. And for you that is seated in the house, I want to say welcome to church. Come on. Welcome to church. There's no better place to be in times like this than in the presence of God. I I said, now look at your neighbor very well. Look at your neighbor. If you can't touch your neighbor, but look. I said, if you can't touch, look. Tell your neighbor, if I can't touch you, I look at you. I tell your neighbor, it's so good to sit by your side. You look beautiful this morning. Come on, come on, look at the person. Talk to the person. So good to see by yourself. You look so beautiful this morning. Help me ask the person, how was your week? The person tells you, ah, the week was so tough. You tell the person, take it easy. Take the person, take it easy. And tell the person, it is well. The person said, the week was great. Tell the person, this week will be greater. This week will be greater. Amen. Do you believe in that prophecy? Can I have a louder amen if you believe in that prophecy? Amen. Now, while I was preparing for this service, um, the Lord led, led me to Psalm 18, verse 11. Psalm 84, verse 11. The Bible said, For the Lord God is a son and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And the Lord sent me this morning to say to somebody in the house, in this month of March, no good thing will the Lord withhold from you. I say again to you, no good thing will he withhold. He said he will be your son, he will be your shield. And he will give you grace and glory. With grace and glory, you don't need any other thing. Come on. And the Lord said he will give you that in this very month of March. And if you believe what God has just said, can I have a louder amen? Amen. Thank you, our Father. Briefly this morning, I'll be speaking to us on a subhead entitled, Go ye to the deviant youths, the pleasant gathering mission. Now, just before we proceed, I would like to introduce the Pleasant Garden Club of Nigeria to us, just briefly, briefly. The Pleasant Garden Club of Nigeria is a faith-based non-governmental organization. It was established in 2006 with the aim of equipping and empowering the next generation to fulfill their destiny and to become a people of high ethical standard. The Pleasant Garden Club of Nigeria, our passion and our drive and our desire is to equip and to empower the next generation and to take the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to every youth, irrespective of your socio-political background, your educational background, your religious background. And um, 
We've been doing this for the past 15 years now, almost 15. This is our 15 year of existence. The Pleasant Gathering is incorporated with the Corporate Affairs Commission of Nigeria. The Pleasant Gathering also has what we call the 501c3 status of the United States of America, which means we are incorporated in America as a non-profit. The Pleasant Garden also has the ECOSOC status of the United Nations, which means we are an international organization fully affiliated with the United Nations and the activities of the UN. And in Pleasant Garden, we have different projects. We have like six ongoing projects we do. We have the Pleasant Garden Stop Prostitution Campaign. We have the Pleasant Garden Reading Club in secondary schools. We have the Pleasant Garden Free Medical Care in rural communities. We have the Pleasant Garden Stop Drug Abuse Campaign. We have the Pleasant Garden Skill Acquisition and Leadership Institute. And finally, we have the Pleasant Garden Prison Project. And these are ongoing projects in the House of Pleasant Garden. And you sincerely serve as the international president of the Pleasant Garden. And that is who we are. And I want to use this opportunity to appreciate this chapel for your support. This chapel has been quite supportive to the projects of the Pleasant Garden for some years now. And we want to say we are grateful on behalf of the House of Pleasant Garden. I bring our thank you message once again to this house. And we want to say the Lord will bless this house. The Lord will increase this house. And the Lord will raise more financial apostles to this very house. To the glory of his name in the name of Jesus Christ. And um, on that note, I crave your indulgence to continue to uphold the house of Pleasant Garden in your prayers. Because we crave for more laborers in the field. Because the harvest is heavy. The harvest is full. And we can watch the field. The fields are already white. And is crying for more laborers. And we also want to crave the indulgence of the church to also pray along with us for more financial partners around the globe. More financial partners who will stand behind the scene and more sponsors. And as you continue to pray along with us, it is my prayer that the Lord will bless all of us in Jesus' name. Your amen is on the floor. Can I have a better amen? amen. Now quickly, let's go to Mark 16 verse 15. The Bible says in Mark 16 verse 15. It said, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. Now permit me to start by saying that the call to be a Christian is a call to be an ardent soul winner. The call to be a Christian is to be a passionate so winner. God is a missionary God and everywhere is a missionary field. Where you came out from this morning is a missionary field. I mean, where you go to work every morning from what we have seen in the, in the drama is what? A missionary field. Where you buy your bottle of coke and you know you buy your recharge card is a missionary field. Where you go to fix your wivon is what? Can I hear you church? This should be a lively church. Can I hear you? A missionary field. The carpenter that came to your house two weeks ago to repair your kitchen unit is a what? A missionary field. Everybody you see around you, the driver you have in your house is what? 
a missionary field. The cook, the steward, is what? A missionary field. And this missionary field we are talking about, they are waiting for our attention. Even where you go to the mechanic that repairs your car, every time it breaks down is what? A missionary field. And therefore, this morning, there is a challenge for us to reach out to every missionary field around us. Now, hear this announcement before we proceed. Somebody in this house, after this morning's service, you will be turned into an ardent soul winner. I'm not referring to everybody, but if I'm talking about you, your amens should be quite outrageous than your neighbors. Amen. Now, can I let you know that the major reason God has graciously, listen very well, it's an announcement. The major reason why God has graciously released his free oxygen to you, and you are seated in this house this morning, enjoying his free oxygen without fear, come on, and you are well-dressed, you know, beautifully looking, well, looking well-fed. The reason why God has graciously released his free oxygen to you is not for you to get up in the morning and, you know, you will wake up, you enter your car, you drive to UNTH, and from UNTH to Independence Layer, from Independence Layer to Obiago, from Obiago to, you know, Transekulu, and you are just moving around, you know, attending to other things that are important. I mean, they are all important. Almost everything is important to you and also important to me. But that is not the reason why God has graciously released his free oxygen to you. The reason, now hear this. Hear this. Even if this is the only thing you are going to walk out of that door with, that, that will be enough. The reason why he has graciously allowed you to leave and you are still breathing and collecting his free oxygen without payment is so that you can make Jesus popular. So that you can take the gospel to the sinners. That is the reason why you are still existing to this time. So don't joke with anything we are talking about this morning and the things we have been talking about since the year started about go ye and make disciples. In fact, that was also the theme God laid in my heart last year concerning Pleasant Garden. So in Pleasant Garden, our theme for the year is making disciples and building the kingdom, which is just the same thing. So there is this heavy cloud in the heavenlies. And the, the, the drive, the call, the urgent call is for the believers to go expand the kingdom by bringing souls to Jesus. So the reason why he has allowed you to leave, if you are moving out of that door, please don't forget. If you wake up in the morning, please don't forget that the reason is to make souls, is to bring souls into the kingdom, is to make disciples, is to make more people hear about Jesus, and is to make Jesus more popular to a sick world because the present world is sick. I went to preach somewhere. I told them that the present world is sick. If you doubt me, go into social media. Amen? Uh-huh. Or you go and listen to Opera News. Or you just subscribe to Opera News. What do we hear? One man woke up and killed the daughter and killed the son and killed the last one. Are we still in the house? You, you will just be asking yourself, is this, is this one, the, the, the senses, are they complete? The next other one, you say you are browsing. The next other one, uh, one girl woke up and decided to stab the boyfriend. You will be wondering what is going on. So the world is sick. 
and it requires and urgently needs an attention. And the only way we can give them the attention is by taking the gospel to a dying world. And I tell people around the world that the greatest antidote to change is the power of the gospel. Are we still here? And I will establish that as we proceed. Now, if you look at where we have just read our text, it says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, if it's possible, give me the New Living Translation because we are going somewhere this morning. If you don't have the New Living Translation, the New Living Translation says, Go ye into all the world with the, and preach the good news. It says, Go ye into all the world preach the, and preach the good news to everyone. Somebody help me say to everyone. So he didn't say when you are going, look for people. Select the ones you want to talk to. He said to what? Everyone. So you are not entitled or mandated to select the kind of people you want to talk to from that verse. He said to everyone, including the deviants, the deviant youths, the deviant adults. God said we should take the gospel to them. Amen? God help us this morning. Amen. Now, the challenging thing about that verse is that it is not a suggestion. Somebody help me say it's not a suggestion. Yes, it's not an idea by one philosopher. It is not a plea. It is not an appeal. God is not begging you. It's a command that must be obeyed. It's an injunction that must be obeyed. Amen? So it's either you are obeying the injunction or you are in disobedience. Just like, you know, all over the world, people are making effort to comply with the protocols of COVID-19. And the order says you must use your what? Nose mask. And the next order, you must make your hand sanitizer handy. So you must have one either in your car, in your bag, your handbag, wherever you are going. And the world, the whole world is trying to comply. Everyone is trying to be in compliance. To that order. God's demand <laughs> at the moment is that every child of God must be in compliance. To this order of go ye and preach the gospel. You can't obey the other one without obeying this one. That is a major error. Church, are you hearing me? If we are obeying this one, we must also obey the obey. In fact, we, we must also obey this one from God. Much more. Because this one is directly from God. And we know that it's God that also instituted government. But this one has been there even before COVID-19 came through our first church. And the order is go ye. Help me tell your neighbor. I didn't say tap your neighbor. We are still in under compliance. We are still in compliance. Help me tell your neighbor. You must be in compliance with this present order from God. And the other says, let me preach. Somebody preach. We are all preachers. Help me preach your neighbor. And the other says, go ye. Even 
to the deviant youths. Don't close your mouth. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. It's not just for pleasant garden. The order is for all the church. Since we have established the fact is to every, the goal is to go and preach to everyone. So you as you are seated here must also have an agenda to reach out to the deviant youths. Amen. Now when we talk about the deviant youths and preaching the gospel to them, who are these deviant youths? We are talking about taking the gospel to those people who are acting and behaving abnormally. Amen? <laughs> those people whose behavior are beyond human comprehension. Amen? The deviant youths are the aberrants. The deviant youths are the sociopathic. The deviant youths are the psychopathic. The deviant youths are the ones whose behavior are quite unusual. The perverted ones. The ones whom the society, they have given up on them. Some of them families, they have given up on them. One woman once brought the son. Because the son attends Pleasant Garden. And the son has been misbehaving. And she has been talking and talking and talking. One day, she brought the son to my house. And he said, Sister Joy, I brought to give you. Adopt. Take. Let him become your son. At least he comes to Pleasant Garden. Let him also become your son. I'm tired. Just take. I said take. And I was wondering if the son... Had made a first class, uh, a distinction in MBBS. Will she bring him? I leave you to answer that question. <laughs> Amen. So when we talk about this one, we are talk- about these ones, we are talking about the psychopathic. I remember one girl we reached out to, 27 years old, and um, she was already taking cocaine. And I asked her, where do you get the cocaine from? She said, mommy, if you come to Asata, if you want 15,000 naira, that's the least. They will tie it for you. And that's it. And that's where she gets the cocaine from. I didn't know that cocaine was quite expensive until I met that girl. Said very tiny thing. And she was behaving like a mad person. And I, I said to her, you are behaving like a mad person. Because it's one of the girls we pick from the street. She laughed and said, Mommy, if you come to New Artisan, where we picked her from. He said, if you come to New Artisan, you will see the ones who are really mad. I said, maybe you know that there are levels of madness. Your own is just starting. Amen, church. And so we are talking about reaching out to these ones. Now, I did mention to us that we run what we call the Pleasant Garden Stop Prostitution Campaign. Or we also call it the Rehab Project. This project takes us to the streets in Enugu at night between the hours of 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning and sometimes beyond. And we, you will see us there while men are sleeping. And um, we are carrying our Bibles, you know, tracts, our flyers, talking to these girls, talking to arm robbers, because we discovered that some arm robbers, both male and female, they take up from that joint to go and operate. So we discovered that so much has been going on. So much has been going on 
And when um, Otiba, when Otiba Junction was shut down in 2017 or thereabouts, people started saying that it's Pleasant Garden that shut down Otiba with the power of the gospel. Anyway, we agreed, but that does not mean that the, the, the prostitution and the, uh, the, all the immoralities and all the evils that goes on at night within the city was shut down. No. Because we have the spices that Nang, was, that Nang has been converted to former Otiba. We have the new old artisan. We also have the new artisan. We go around these places at night. You go around Abani Road, Gariki. You go around Presidential Road. You go around uh, the streets. Sometimes we are there at night, 1 a.m. You will see us there. 12 midnight, you will see myself and my team. And all we are doing is to see how this generation can be brought back to the God of the cross. Amen. And since then, God has been helping us. Sometimes, when I do a recap, tears flow through my eyes. Since 2007, when we started the project, the Pleasant Garden started in 2006, but the Reha project started in 2007. And since then up to date, we've been going around the streets at night. Amen. I remember one night we came out, we met a girl between the hours of 12 midnight and 1 a.m., a 19-year-old girl. And um, she's been into prostitution. She's not too far from here. From, I asked her, where are you from? She said, from Ezago, because we opened a file for them when we pick them. We take their particulars. You give us your real name and your commercial name. You give us your real number, your real contact number and your commercial number. Because they might answer, I think that one she was answering trauma as a commercial name. But she now gave us her full particulars as her rename and your local government and the rest of them. But it happened when we were interviewing her, we discovered that no mother, no father, an orphan. A lady, a, a woman, an elderly woman introduced her into the business where she was looking for somebody to live with. And she now fell into the hands of this woman that introduced her. Eventually, the woman brought her to a new artisan where they live, where the prostitutes live in the city. And she started living there. But now God planned it in such a way that that was her fourth, fourth time of coming out to Otiba to do her business. They call it business. And we met her. And this girl happened to be sleeping with 15 men in a day on what is known as sharp sharp. One one thousand per man, and then she was making fifteen thousand naira per day. The money got to a point it was over for four hundred thousand, according to her. But when she was coming into us to stay with us because we don't have a rehabilitation center, we put them in our office on a temporary arrangement. She came with the sum of hundred and eighty thousand naira cash, and she said to me, "Mommy, you know, let me quote her in Igbo, and then I will translate. You know." If you get it, it will just disappear like that. That prostitution business is like fast money making business. That you just get the money and before you know it, the money disappears. She came with diverse phones. We collected those phones and she was with us. We sent her back to school. 
Because now you stop at primary four, primary five. We have to send her to night school. And also decided to send her to where she was learning how to make her. Some of the stories I'll be sharing, Reverend Dr. Honor knows about them because in, her, in his church, in the chapel where he came from, we used to take them to that chapel to worship, Chapel of Pentecost. Amen. And so she was with us and for like three years. What am I talking about? God's people, God has no other agenda. Listen and listen carefully. God has no other agenda. He has no other business on his table than so winning. God has no long reach on networking business. If you are into that business, please, I'm sorry, I'm just giving an example. He has no own your life business and networking business. He has no forever business. He has no other poultry business, crayfish making business, and other sorts of business we do. He has no other agenda on his table except so winning. And that's why sometimes I feel like crying. Sorry I'm saying this here, but that, this is the way I feel. And everywhere I go, I talk the way God is leading it in my heart to, to say it. Sometimes, in my privacy, it bothers me. When I see brethren, they can take their phone and promote several businesses, including networking businesses. And you know, you get disciples. Church, do you understand what I'm talking about? I said, do you understand? Even if you are doing the business, understand now. There is no, I mean, no wahala in understanding. Amen? But you can't carry the same phone and bring souls to Christ. The passion for networking business and how you get your mentees and you know who is following you is not like that. Even brethren who used to carry Bible and go in the daytime to evangelize. This is what happened in the drama. There is a collapse in the entire system. And it bleeds my heart. I don't know whether somebody in the house, you actually understand what I'm talking about. But if you don't, but adventure you don't, I plead on the Holy Spirit, my friend, my best friend, to interpret to you. The church should rise. There is a wake-up call. We can't talk about revival without the goyi. And we can't be going just the way we are. Just in the night, you will discover a sister will carry paper and be, just be time-seen and then online time-seen how many people you won. You won where? In Long Reach. You won where? Own your life. Kedafafa. Ferika. And people will be doing this. And when we ask you the number of souls, like 2019, even though there was COVID, how many did you win to Christ? In fact, I came here with a soul-winning target form. People must collect this money. How many? How are you building up your credit upstairs? Then the call this morning is to go ye to the abnormals, the unusuals, the deviants, the one everybody has given up on them. She nearly committed suicide from the drama this morning. Why? Because attention is not being paid. Some are even laughing at them. You don't know what they are going through. And we call them our young people. Amen? May the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. While I said that, 
the deviant is not just about the deviant youth, but even adult deviants or deviant adults. We came out one night around 1 a.m. We found ourselves around Juhel, Juhel, Juhel along this Babakiliki road. And because they stayed there from Juhel down the streets. And we were talking to one of them. We scattered ourselves and I was talking to one of them. I asked her, are you married? Usually they will tell you, I'm not married when I ask such questions. Some will tell you I'm married. But the man brought wine and then abandoned me and the rest of them. But this one turned and said, I'm married, ma. I said, where is your husband? She said, he's in the house. She gave me the address, not too far from here. Okay? Did you tell your husband you are going to be here, you are here this night? She said, no. I said, what did you tell him? He said, you know my mom lives in town. Because she lives a little bit from the Ascot, but not too far from here. So my mom lives in town and she was trying to describe where the mother lives. said, I told my husband I'm going to be out to sleep over in my mom's house with my baby. Baby that's like a year and a half. And then we'll come back in the morning. Everything should be in order. Amen. And I warned her. I prayed with her that night. And I warned her. I said, once they break, find their way to your husband's house. Don't come back to this place. So you see that there is a collapse. Not just about the youth, but even the married. Lord help us. So God has mandated us to reach out to these ones. Not uh, when, when when you see them around you. Some of you you will drive past that beer parlor by your house. You will see them smoking. You see them doing all sorts of things. You will see one girl wearing one kind of a thing because it's all over the place. There is a seductive spirit in the air. And so even the ones who are sisters, the ones who are in church, sometimes when they want to dress everywhere, what happened to the church? Sometimes you cannot differentiate who is now a Christian and who is not by virtue of dressing. And when you see such people around you, then you will say, what is the name of this woman that came to chapel the other time to talk about uh, you know, the deviant youth. You know, go ye to the deviant youth. Maybe we should call her. You have her contacts to come. Can I let you know that this command is for you also? Not to look for anybody. Amen. Now, I want to plead on you. If you cannot go at night, we understand. You might say, Joy, you have the grace. Some people will tell me, you have the grace. I thank God for the grace of God upon your life. Keep thanking him for the grace of God upon my life. When the chiefs are down, they, my crown, eh? they will decorate it with stars. When the chiefs are down, when I arrive at the shores of eternity, I tell our youths, there will be a standing ovation. I say it everywhere. Some people will become gatekeepers when we get there. Ah, I will, I will tell you, please come and clean my shoe. Get a bino. 
Gaze on the level of what you have done. But they that witness souls, the Bible said they will shine as light, brighter, and then their stars. There will be an honor for every soul winner at the end of the day. And I, I usually post this on my, on my you know, Facebook page most often. I say, you want to get popular. You can go and make Jesus popular. Some young people, they keep running around looking for relevance. Converting themselves to apostles. When you, have not, you cannot even say how many, whether you have one, two souls and they are standing. You are running here and there. You follow this person, you follow the other person, you, you play, their, you play their, 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 their messages on your laptop, you play them on your ear, you play them anywhere, everywhere. No agenda for souls. You don't have any agenda for souls. Just follow you. Just carrying fire. Koto, koto. Shekete, kete. Chai. Somebody heard me say chai. But this morning, <laughs> there is a call to arise and go in. Let's go to Luke 19. Luke 19, verse is 5 to 7. Luke 19, verses 5 to 7. If it is possible, you give me the Amplified version. But if this is the version you have, no problem. But if you have the Amplified, I would prefer the Amplified. Now the Bible says, And when Jesus reached the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down. And he received and welcomed him joyfully. Good. Thank you very much. And when the people saw it, they all muttered among themselves and indignantly complained, he has gone to be the guest of and lodge with a man who is devoted to sin. Can you imagine that? Please go together with me. I'm permanently what? I'm promi- uh, is it pre- uh, preeminently? Uh, thank you. I'm preeminently what? A sinner. Can you imagine that? So already, the entire community knew Zacchaeus eh? as a sinner. Eh? Notorious sinner. Another version says notorious sinner. Probably the New Living Translation says notorious sinner. So it wasn't hidden. Everybody knew him. But Jesus had to visit this deviant in the society in order to pass across a message. And that's what we are hearing now. Then if you go further, Jesus responded. Jesus said something to them. He said, I came to save the lost. Go to verse 10. Please give me verse 10. Why Jesus said that? Because he said he came for the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was what? Lost. So that's actually the reason for which Jesus came. He didn't just come for your, he didn't just came for your healing. He didn't just come that you might have money. 
the major reason why he came is to do what? Save the lost. I tell people, the souls of men are so important to God. Somebody can die in sickness and make heaven. But no sinner can die a sinner and make heaven. It's not possible. And Jesus came in order for us to go and be his legs and be his hands and reach out to these abnormal ones in the society. Of course, you know, as far as Zacchaeus was consigned, he was a well-known cheat. So, maybe he must have also made up his mind that if Jesus doesn't show up, he will continue like that until he dies. But thank God that Jesus showed up. Amen? So, we need to reach out to these ones. No matter how notorious sinners they are, we need to reach out to them. That's the command. That's the order. That's the injunction. Some of them may be looking like the masquerade. Maybe if you are from Enugezike, I'm sorry. Maybe the masquerade. I came from Item. Amen. Some of them may be looking that, like that masquerade. But the command is to do what? Go ye. Reach out to them. Don't pass them. This one is so dirty. Can I let you know you were as dirty as that? Me too, I was as dirty as that before he picked me up. Come on. And the command is to go make disciples. Go ye to the deviant, the adulterers, the fornicators, you know, people, young people who are into pornography, the lesbians, the, the homosexuals, and all of them. The command is that we must go. Tell your neighbor we must go. I said tell your neighbor we must go. You need to go. Before you collect your final boarding pass and final departure announcement is made, you must go. But that is true. Because one day we will do that. We collect final boarding pass and final departure announcement is made and they will say it's a burial announcement. You must go. Please announce to your neighbor again, we must go. Now, Jesus understood the need and the urgency and in John chapter 9 verse 4, he said, For I must walk the walk of him that sent me while it is day. For the night cometh, and no man shall walk. This is the time to do the work of soul winning. Especially to the notorious, to the popular. Eh? Notorious, popular ones who are known for the bad things they do. God said we must go reach out to them. And I thank God I came with all my books to the house. My six books are here. I'm sure some of them, some of those books are going to help you. One is speed up for the harvest is ready. The chaplain will announce it when the time comes. But you can pick some of these books, overcoming youthful pressure. There is so much pressure among these ones. I mean, the pressure is just like this. Just like Joseph when he was in, in Potiphar's house. The pressure was on daily basis. On our butter, on our flash, SMS, WhatsApp, everywhere, on our flash, call, text messages, email. Even when you say, I don't want to look at it again, you look at it again. There is pressure. And young person in the house, you can't continue being under pressure for life. You need to cut off. Amen? 
there are some contacts you must delete so that you can hit your destiny. If you don't delete those contacts, you cannot get to your, the place of your destiny for life. I tell you, you can't get there. If you don't delete those contacts, God help us in Jesus' name. Like I told us, we run what is known as the Pleasant Garden Reading Club in secondary schools, and once in a year, we gather them at the Namda Azikiwe Stadium, and then presently, we have like over 61 secondary schools under our coverage in partnership with the Ministry of Education, the PPSMB. And we gather them every year, and 2019 was the last one. We did gather them last year. And in 2019, we had close to 5,400 students in attendance with an overflow outside. And um, when the altar call was made, we had about 5,000 of them that stood up, and the rest, you know. But it wasn't about what happened, and you know, because we spent so much to do this. I think we bought like 12 bags of rice and we hired like two caterers and you know um, indomie noodles and the rest of them hired like oh, close to 40 buses, 608 and the rest of them to bring them from their different schools and after the event I traveled for a burial in this state and I met a man, a prominent man in the city, he said, ah, Sister Joy I heard about you people's program thank God for you, thank God for the grace of God this and that, but my daughter came for the program with her friend who was, uh, and the daughter is in SS, SS1 in one of the schools in town. So they came with a girlfriend, and the girlfriend was delivered from pornography in the meeting, and uh, he thanked God. But not just that, hear the story now. He said the, the daughter also has this friend of hers. The same age bracket. And the girl now comes to the house, they are in the same school, to sleep and to pass the night. Secondary school. And when she came, she was sending the people in the man's house to go buy pizza, buy this, buy that. He said she kept ordering his steward to go and buy and buy. At some point, it got to a level that the man discovered that he now gave, she now gave her ATM card to the man's driver to go and make withdrawal for her. And the man now seized the ATM card from his driver. And requested to call the father of the girl. And when he called the father of the girl and they met, he said, it's just to find out whether you opened an account for this girl. He said, yes, he did. He said, how much? He said, 10,000 naira and nothing less. He said, but what she has been ordering for, it has been more than 10,000 naira since she came here. And the nun, she's giving the ATM card for the driver to go and withdraw. So two of them, both the man and the father, decided to go to the bank to verify. And they got to the bank and discovered that the balance in the girl's account was 600,000 naira. And on further investigation, they discovered that the girl has an international passport with a British visa on it. Not... By the, from the father. So you discover that what we are talking about is all over the place. And you don't need to look for these deviants, as I'm saying, they are all over the place. Even in church, they are in church. Some of the girls we reach out to, they tell me, Mommy, when I got to the church, I paid my tithe. You paid your tithe from a shower business. God deliver you. 
Amen, church. Not too long ago, a statistics was done in this country and on prostitution in Nigeria. Owere came first. If you are from Owere, please, there is no whatever. I'm just telling you what the result. Enugu came second. You can see our performance, how we are performing. We came out one night. You think Otiba is no longer functioning. We came out one night. Either last, last year or the other year. Before the arrival of the COVID. So, spices. We saw over a thousand, like a thousand people. Let me just use the word thousand so that I don't exceed the statistics. About a thousand persons on ground. I looked at the number of uh, laborers that came out with me. I said, these laborers, this number of laborers cannot cover this. Because we sent some laborers to old artisans. We had to call them on phone. I said, please, some of you, the boss is coming. Some of you should join and come here and help out. Let's just leave a few of you there. In fact, I told them that maybe they were having a Southeast Prostitute Convention or something like that that was going on in the city. One told me that she operates in, a, uh, in Benin. That's where she lives. But some weekend when she has customers, she will come into Enugu. And when she's done, she'll go back. Two years ago, before the arrival of COVID, two dead bodies were discovered in a hotel room in this city. And they were prostitutes. We came out a week after. And we still saw them standing. Police were pursuing them. They were standing. And I said to one of them, uh, she, they, say, they said, uh, some of your colleagues, their bodies were found in the, found in the hotel. She said, yes. Uh, that's what they said. I said, do you know them? She said, no. I don't know them. So when I finished talking to her, I said, let us pray. While I was praying with her, because while you are praying, you, wish, you need to be wiser as wise as what? Wiser, as wise as a serpent. But I opened my eyes. So as I was praying with her, I opened my eyes. I said, say after me. So when we finished, I noticed that her eyes was opened while I was praying. And she was also following along with me. I said, you didn't close your eyes when I asked you to close your eyes. Let us pray. She said, nah, auntie, how can the police here? It's because of this police, because police were chasing them around. I said, okay, police, they are chasing you around. And you are still standing here. Is it not better for you to go back to your house? I collected her number that night and we left. What am I saying? There is need to go out to the deviant ones in the society. So much is going on. And the paradigm must shift in this house, in this new season, for us to go and win them. And bring them back to Jesus. Amen. Recently I've been in a case. And I'm still in the case. Of a 26 year old girl. She was. Born in church. In fact from the womb. She has been in church. You know there are people who from womb. They are in church. So both parents. They are in church. She attends a holiness. Fellowship. And all that. Just like what we saw. But at the age of 10, young mothers and young fathers in the house listen to this. At the age of 10, 
Her friend visited her in the house. Her friend introduced her to lesbianism. And while they were doing it, she told me that the father saw them. And the father beat, them, beat her up and sent the girl away. I said, I don't want to see you in this house again. The girl never came back to the house. The father stopped at Canaan without discipleship, without proper follow-up. She told me they now went back to school. When they now got back to school, they continued from there. And they were using the toilet in the school. So for 16 years now, she's been into lesbianism. But that's not the reason why she came looking for help, looking for me. What happened now is that she has gone into digital in lesbianism. That she now, she's now being hired by married women. She now sleeps with married women and they will pay her. And she told me, I said, okay, what about the husband? When, since you say you go in the night. said, sometimes when the husband travels. She gave me the address. But some of these things, we hold them in confidence. And their parents... We never know. Even till Jesus comes. I'm telling you. Okay, so, why, how do you go there? He said, when the husband travels, we will go there. I'll go there. And then I said, what about the children? He said, that we will make them to sleep in their rooms. And then she takes over, whether as a husband, as the semi to be. But this has been happening, and she's now collecting money. What are we talking about? There is a whole lot of evil going on in, 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 in the city. And God wants us. Because some of these ones, she's still in church. The parents are still calling her good girl. She's also still in one of our mega fellowships. I won't mention the name. So there is a call for everybody to rise. When we rise, we can then redeem the generation that is at the crossroad and that is crying for help. <laughs> God help us. <laughs> Parents need to arise. Everyone in the house, there is need to arise. God help us. Now, hear this. If your Christianity does not attract souls into the kingdom, I mean... The Christianity that is void of soul winning is a problematic Christianity and requires spiritual diagnosis and probably a heart surgery. You can quote me. When your Christianity doesn't attract people, doesn't bring souls into this house, doesn't bring souls around you, you have a problem. We do respect. Your Christianity has a problem and requires immediate attention, spiritual diagnosis to assist you so that you can fall back into track and, and we can jack you up to go evangelize. Now as I begin to round up, can we go to John chapter 4? So I begin to summarize. Go to John chapter 4 verses 15 to 18. Can we be a little bit fast? Yes, we read. The woman said, on, said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never get thirsty nor have to come continually all the way here to draw. Yes, I said 15 to 18 fast. And this Jesus said to her, 
Go call your husband and come back here. 17. The woman answered, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have spoken truly in saying, I have no husband. Yes. Yes. Are we still there? Then, are you there? If anybody, anybody else is there, please, can you help us? Help us, help us. Let's read fast. Okay, you are there. For you have had five husbands, and this man you are now living with is not your husband. In this, you have spoken truly. <laughs> we are talking about reaching out to the deviant, reaching out to the deviant adults. This is a popular story. We know about the popular story, but let me not bother us with it. The woman lived in Samaria, and she was a well-known woman, very popular. By virtue of the kind of men that have been into the, gates of her, into the gate of her life. She had lived with five men. And the sixth one, she was living with the sixth one. If you read King James very well, she was living with the sixth one at the time she encountered Jesus. But Jesus had to stretch out his hand of fellowship to her in order to make her a disciple, in order to bring her in. Jesus didn't avoid her. She dropped her water pots of sexual immorality and ran towards Jesus. Now, an interesting thing happened in verse 15. Look at verse 15 again. Look at verse 15. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I will not be thirsty again so that I will not come back here to fetch. The woman was now begging Jesus to give her the water. Now to bring it home, can I let you know that there are so many deviants waiting for you. Begging you to please give us this water so that we don't die and go to hellfire. Give us this water so that we, we, so that we, we, we don't perish. Give us this water so that our life can be free from this bondage. And some of you are still holding the water. You are still enjoying yourself. I say to people, if you cannot do night shift, now listen very well. If you cannot do night shift, let's assume you have the grace. You don't have the grace for night shift. Do the afternoon shift. Some of them are out, even in the afternoon. If you cannot see them, go to obey. There are so many of them there. I tell people, sometimes I enter my car. Once I have up to 500 or 400 naira, I just get there, give me... Uh, uh, garden egg. Oh, yeah, give me potato. And I will look for those boys. I say, oh, yeah, bring, the, bring my bag. All those boys that carry things. And when we get to the car, I will say, please, what's your name? I say, my name is Godwin. Ah, you are Godwin. God loves you so much. Eh? Okay, Godwin, do you go to school? Say, I go to school. Do you know that Jesus loves you? And from there, by the side of my car, I will lead Godwin to Christ. Godwin, maybe 12 years, maybe 10 years, maybe, but at least I'm looking, there was something that made me to leave my house. To come looking for them. I pray for someone in the house. That in this season the Lord will baptize you. With a passion for soul winning. As never before. I said as never before. You are seated in the house. And even as I'm talking your heart is bleeding. Your heart is bleeding. Because you have failed God in the place of your responsibility. This wasn't the way you started. Something happened along the line. But God sent me this morning to come and wake you up. 
and tell you that it is time to go bring sinners to Jesus. Bring the deviant to Jesus. Don't be ashamed of bringing them to Jesus. Jesus said, if you are ashamed of me in this world, when the time comes, when the chiefs are down, I will be ashamed to introduce you, to do the formal introduction before my father. And nobody in this house will like such. So don't tell me you are maybe in your car, you are being busy. Find a way. Have a plan. Have a, a schedule for them. To reach out to them. Now verse 39 says, And she ran into the city. And many Samaritans believed. Verse 39 of chapter 4. John 4, 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him. Because of the word of the woman, the deviant, who testified. The S. The S who testified. He told me all that I ever did. We reached out to an armed robber the other time. He came even to testify. Let him in the prison. He has been in the prison in the process of my work with the Legal Aid Council of Nigeria. We visit the prison regularly and we deliver free services, legal services to them. He spent eight years in the prison. And when I was going to do his case, I led him to Christ. The fact that was that, the fact was that he committed the offense. On his proof of evidence, he said, I'm an armed robber. I worked in Standard Hotel. When Standard Hotel used to be in this GRA. He said, I worked there as a steward. But in the night, he would go for robbery. His gang, they were all arrested. In fact, while he was in the prison, others were shot. They were killed. And so, we reached out to him, and then we brought the case to the court. During the application for his bail, the court looked at, <laughs> at the application. He said, Mr. Bonaire, even if I'm sleeping, even if I'm dead and they woke me up, you want me to grant bail to an arm robber? Are you not seeing that he said he's an arm robber? Did you not read it? I said, my Lord, he has changed. But the court doesn't understand the language of born again. They understand the language of change. He said, hmm. So, we kept praying and praying and praying. And eventually, bail was granted. Because the prosecution, they, they, we are not able to produce their witnesses. So, he was granted bail. And he came out and we brought him into Pleasant Garden. We started to follow him up. And he was doing well. Until after a while, he didn't finish his follow-up. Something led to another. And he went back. And this time around, they arrested him in Oka. I'm sure it's because of our prayers. Because sometimes you pray in the spirit and you also pray in your known language. Amen? You cover so many areas when you pray in the spirit. Let me not go divert. Amen? So he was rearrested and put in prison again. And then he now remembered because I bought Bible for him. He said when he went back, he burnt the Bible because they were using AK-47 in Onitsha. To make their pillow, the AK-47 became a pillow. And so as he was looking at the Bible, he was remembering everything I said to him when I was discipling him. He, now, he said he had to destroy the Bible. And when he was now in the prison, so much in Okana was happening and God graciously sent a lawyer. But before God sent the lawyer, he said in a dream, he saw himself where he came out from the prison and he went for, they went for another robbery. And army came. And they raised their gunshot. And the bullet got him on the forehead. And he died. 
twice and he woke up. And the Lord said to him, he heard voice Nanda said to him, if you live here and go again, they will kill you and you will die. So by the time he now came out for this one, he now started calling me. I said, don't call my number again. No. Don't call my number again. I didn't know why he was calling me. I said, don't call my number. Everything we did, we did it free. I did it free for you. I didn't collect one naira from you as a lawyer. And just decided to disciple. I decided to go back to the world. Just leave me alone. If you want to go to hell, anywhere you want to go, please mind your business. So he kept calling, kept calling. And I decided to, after a while, I answered. He said, please, I want to see you. I said, I'm not in time. He said, please, tell me when you are coming. I will want to come and see you. I gave him the time. He came to the house. He knelt down and started crying. He said, mommy, I'm very sorry. But look at what happened. And what happened. But now I'm back. And I want you to help me. I don't want to go back again. The dream I had, they said, if I go back, they will kill me. Today, to summarize the story, today he's in our, in Pleasant Garden, he's in the evangelism department of the Pleasant Garden. He has gotten married. They now have like three children. And he has his business, um, poultry business, and the wife. When some people call us to, so please, Joy, can you bring some, some of these girls you are helping? We want to help them. We want to maybe train them. We want to give this and that to them. I add the name of the wife. And, you know, they will help him. But, the story I'm bringing out now, concerning where we have just read. Anytime we want to go to some of these places, these bad boys, arm robbers, thieves, mention them, hardened criminals are. He will be the one, he took us to, uh, what do you call his name? Eva Valley side, where they have something like a bunker or wherever. Is it not? Eh? 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 What did you call him? What did you call it? Potter. Is it Potter? Porter. Uh-huh. You people, you understand. Eh? He takes us to that place. And you can imagine the kind of guys. Look at the way their chest will be. They will come out. And they will be greeting him. So even though that this thing happened like seven, eight, ten years ago, some of them are still living there. Some are still living there. And we invited them for program and they will come. One of the days we, they finished evangelism meeting, evangelism departmental meeting, and the guy was going and, and somebody collected his phone in the car. They stole his phone in the car. And he got home and was, and was so annoyed. The wife called me. He said, Mommy, he was coming back and they stole his phone. He has not been happy. <laughs> I laugh. <laughs> After laughing, <laughs> I said, Okay, it's okay, it's okay. Just tell him to calm down, it's okay. And I turned, I said to my husband, <laughs> I said, If it was when this boy was in action, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, this uh, kindergarten, you know, <laughs> talks and tips, they can't confront him. So, but let them just go with the phone. It is well. And God has replaced the phone. What am I talking about? The family, they are all there. Because one person, we have won some people in that place. In fact, somebody said to me, say, Joe, you say you people go there? I said, yes. You say, you say you, and you are trying to draw the attention of the government to what you are doing. I said, yes. I said, you should just go and rest. The government will look for you. Any day, because he, he said, anybody, let me use the word the guy used. Said anybody, you go there, you pay them. 150 or whatever. And then you are going there. You are taking your people to that place. He said, go and rest. Don't look for the government. That is by the way. 
what are we talking about? There is a call to go. Reaching out to one deviant, you must have reached out to 50 or hundreds of them. Amen? Now as we summarize, I usually share this story as I conclude. I can't step down here without sharing this one. Because this part of what we do. He's very much aware of this case. We came out in the night and met a woman, a lady, wearing her regalia and came out for her normal business at Otiba. Our team spoke to her and then she accepted what they said, accepted the Lord. Do you want to give your life? This thing you are doing and standing here is not good, this and that. And she said, and canceled her, her appointments and business for the night and followed us to our office. It started raining, so I left them. The nun took her to the office and went home. The next morning for our conference, this lady, they brought her. Because when we take you to the office, we now try to get another clothes for you to wear to attend our conference. She appeared and they said, Mommy, let her greet you. She came outside. I looked at her. I said, in there. I said it in Igbo. She said, yes. She said, it's like you are pregnant. She said, yes. I said, how, how long? She said, oh, mama. Because some of them, they don't hear English too well, so you speak the one they were here. I said, where do you live? She said, I live in uh, Ozala. UNTH. I said, is it Ozala around UNTH? She said, yes. So that's where you come all the way from Ozala to Otiba to come and do your business. He said, yes. I said, are you married? He said, yes. Where is your husband? He said, he's dead. Do you have other children? He said, yes. How many? Five. I didn't know what else to ask. I now said, now, will you come for this program tomorrow? He said, yes. That, that, that now she needed to go back and attend to her mother, that her mother is sick and her mother is in her house. So we left her and she went back to Ozala. I gave her money. Usually when you give them money for transport, you might start looking for them because they will collect that one put in their bag for the night and then maybe come out the next day. But this one, the next day of the meeting, she came. And when she was coming, she came with her three sons, ranging from 16 years old, 8 years, and 5 years. And right there in the conference, before the speaker arrived, I collected the microphone and I said, if you know you are in this conference, we had like over 500 audience in that meeting. I said, if you know you are in, in this house and you, you, are, you go to do prostitution, whether you go from the hostel, because some go from the hostels, some go from their father's house, and whether, wherever you go from, whether from your father's house or your hostel, or even from new artists, and anywhere you go from, there is a grace in this house that has the capacity to set you free. Just meet, meet me here. No all eyes closed. Everybody's eyes were looking at me the way you all are looking at me. And then... Two girls left their seats from this end and started walking down the aisle. And this woman that was sitting at the back with those children that heard what I announced left her children and then came all the way to the altar. While she was walking all the, all the aisle to the altar, people in the crowd started crying. The brethren in the house, they were crying, people were crying. I raised a song and there were ministers in the house that said, please join me, let's pray for these ones. And we finished praying for them and when the program ended, I went to her, I started looking for her while everybody was going. I rushed, I said, madam, I'm interested in this pregnancy. 
and I would like to see you. He said, I don't know where you live. Then I live in National Orthopedic. I said, you just come to the orthopedic gate. Just call my number. Somebody will come for you. And then she came. Called my number. Somebody came. And then she came to the house, sat down, and I started talking to her. And I said, it's time to give your life to Christ. I'm so interested in your giving your life to Christ. And we prayed. I prayed with her. I said, now tell me, who is interested? Who is responsible for this pregnancy? She said, I don't know. I said, you don't know? And have you been to any hospital? She said, no. I said, but you told me, you told me you are bad delivery. So how do you know it's not Mama? said, I should listen to her story. That she came out to do her normal business. Her normal business at Otiba is prostitution. And that when her husband died, her friends introduced her to the prostitution business. And that that's the way she pays her rent, feeds her children. I mean, solve her problem. No account, no savings anywhere. You just go get the money and then they eat and take care of themselves. Then that she came out that day to do her normal business and met this man that came with a red golf and paid her 4,000 naira for the night. And then while they were driving to go to where they would pass the night and sleep over, the man now reversed and took the side of Abakileke Road, started heading towards an NPC, passed an NPC and was going towards Abakileke. That's the man, where are we going? The man said, shut up. Said she looked inside and see gone in the car as she knew her life was not safe. You know, they take a whole lot of risk. They take a whole lot of risk. Sometimes some of them will tell us that we came out and we saw private parts of our colleagues collected and lying in the street. They take a whole lot of risk. So he said, and he asked the man, well, the man said, shut up and look, look at gone. She knew she was not safe and she pushed the door. When the man parked, she ran into the bush. The man packed well, and that it was drizzling, and people, everybody, people were sleeping, and nobody would hear her, in like a bush. She ran into the bush. The man pursued her into the bush, collected all her phones, raped her in the place, and left her, and then she got home. A month after, she discovered that she was pregnant, and didn't know what to do. And she was still coming to do her business with her pregnancy at Otiba, at Otiba Junction, until we met her. When she finished narrating this story, I called Reverend Dr. Honor. Because at some point when we were doing this, Reverend Honor will call me and say, Sister, we are with you. Even though we may not be there with you. Any day you are going with your team, just tell us in the church, I have some people there who will be praying along with you people. Even if we don't give you people money, they will be praying. Because this assignment is for every Christian. So I called him and he came to my house. We sat like one hour. Thinking of what to do. He now called his vicar, the chaplain. Um, Venerable Dr. What's his name again? Uh-huh. What's his name again? Oezuoke. He called him, he called him and said, look at the problem we are going through. The man now said, the reverend now said, we can, the church will help us to pay the hospital bill. But, Pleasant Garden should take care of the lo- other logistics. We thank them, and then that we should take her to Good Shepherd. I called like three sisters, they took her to Good Shepherd. And I told them that we haven't seen this kind of evangelism in this style. But God will help us. Let's see where we are going. They went to the place, they ran some tests, and then that was on Wednesday now. We met her on Friday, this was on Wednesday. Wednesday, they asked her to come back in two days' time, Friday. By the time they took her there, they said she should go and bring her things, that it's time to deliver which falls in with what she said, that, oh, I'm about delivery. 
Then when they started running around, I told the sister, you people will help her. She now called her family, including her mother. He said they should come to Enugu, that she will not be able to fetch money for food. That they said she's about delivery. Do you know the mother came with all the children and the nun started living in our office. While she was staying in my BQ, we rushed her to the hospital on a Saturday. Saturday, she didn't give to birth. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, she gave birth to a baby girl. While she was there, food will be cooked in the, my house. You will send some to the hospital. You send some to the office for the family. We kept doing this and she delivered and came back. And we gave the girl the name Pleasant. As I'm talking to you now, Pleasant is five years old. Pleasant is in school. And um, we've been doing some programs. There was one we did. She said to me, Mom, Mommy, bring, give me 608. We gave her 608. She brought 26 persons. We are talking about what the woman of Samaria did. She brought 26 persons. We did another one. She brought 40 persons within two days. Now, last week, Sunday, we started, Pleasant Gathering started a chapter at Obe around Ozala. It was this woman's influence. The people, she will bring uh, Peter. Peter will go and talk to Andrew. Andrew will go and talk to Philip. Philip will go and talk to Nathaniel. And before you know it, in fact, I didn't go with my people to establish the chapter. They told me, Mommy, we had like 70 participants that came at the inauguration. Two nights ago, Friday night, two days ago, we had a vigil. She was there with the child. She was there with other women she has been bringing all this while. In fact, the child started attending night vigil from the one month, when she was one month. She will carry her to the place of prayer. What are we talking about? Church, there is need to go. Just one person you will reach out to. You have entirely reached out to the whole world. And somebody is asking me, are there some things I needed to do in reaching out to these ones? One, just before we pray, do not allow their faces to scare you as you reach out to them. Two, there is need to develop an undying passion in reaching out to them. Develop an undying passion. An undying passion, passion is like a driver and it can take you anywhere, anytime. That's what is known as passion. Passion can bring me and wake me up 2 a.m. in my house and I will go start looking for them. And because the Bible says, no man goeth to war on his or her own account. Don't worry about your security. The Lord will keep you. Then number three, do not be ashamed of reaching out to them, of talking to them. Do not be ashamed. Uh, what will my colleagues say? Uh, what will this person say? Avoid what they will say. Amen. Avoid what they will say. Romans 1 verse 16 said, Paul will say, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believed, even unto the, to the Jew first and even unto the Gentiles. So number four now, love them no matter how dirty you think they are. We were as dirty as they were, as they are, but God picked us and washed us and cleansed us. So there is need to go back and pay and pay our dues by reaching out to them. Now and then finally number five, pray regularly for them. We prayed for them this morning that there is need to continue to pray for them. When you leave here, if you come out at night, you will notice that there are so many young people. In fact, I would say almost a quarter of youths 
and the deviants. They don't sleep at night in this town. There is so much activity. Entertainment places are increasing in number. It's on the rise. So the church should rise. Amen? And go and do the master's first bid among these deviants. And when we do that, I'm sure the devil will not mortgage their destiny. We'll be able to recover them. And God will be glorified. Amen? Once again, they are out there waiting for your immediate attention as you walk out from this place. And I pray that the Lord will brood upon what you have heard and multiply it and use you to accomplish this purpose in Jesus' name. Can we just bow our heads as we pray? Let's just pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to talk to God on what you have heard. The lawyers will say, Nemo that God non habat. That is to say, you cannot give what you do not have. You are in this house this morning and you don't have Jesus. It will be my privilege and that of the chaplaincy to pray with you this morning. A life without Christ is in crisis. A life without Christ is in crisis and in confusion. I want to give you the opportunity to take a decision to serve the Lord and to surrender your life to Jesus. Such persons, can I have you raise your hand wherever you are? Just raise your hand and we'll pray together. And you begin a new life. God bless you. God bless you. Those hands that are raised, God bless you. Come on, this is not the time to look around. This is the time to talk to God. Leave those that you don't say no to this kind of invitation. You don't say no to this kind of invitation. Raise those hands well. And just begin to ask the Lord to forgive you. All those hands that are raised, ask the Lord, please forgive me. I'm very sorry. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Just say after me. Keep saying it where you are. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my personal Savior. Give me the power and the grace to serve you and to live for you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for serving me. Thank you for serving me. In Jesus Christ's much less name we prayed. Amen. Just the next call. All eyes stay closed. You are in this house. You know you have this zeal to evangelize. But somehow along the line, you lost that zeal. And God told me as I was speaking, right in your heart, you were weeping. You were feeling God. What have I really been doing? How did I miss my step? Can you just raise your hand so that we pray and you receive the oil to go forth again? This time you are going radically. God bless you. God bless you. And please, if you are raising your hand, just stand. Just stand. We don't have time. You are now going. You are now going radically. Radically. Not minding whatever it is. As never, never before. Don't forget, everyone in the house, I, I said I came with a target form. You need to collect the target form. And mark in the month. Every month you will say, I will reach out to one person in March. I will reach out to five persons in April. Just like that till the end of the year. And you ensure you carry it out. Yes, 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 yes. More people are meant to be standing. You can't just be looking like that while souls are perishing and you are still existing. If I may ask you, then why are you still here? Are you still here to be wasting God's resources and time? Are you here just occupying time and space? Is it not time to stand and do the work for God? 
Matthew 28 verse 20 says, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel and say, lo, I am with you always, even unto the close of the age. Can I let you know that when God, when God, when God is saying, go ye into all the world, there is a promise that goes by it. He said, I am with you. He's going to be with you. He's going to be within the storms of life. He's going to be with you in the lonely journey. He's going to be within the mountains and in the valley. I want more people to stand. I want more people to stand and stand for Jesus. As we take this song, as we take this song, all of you that are standing, can I ask you to please meet me here? Just come. Just come along. Choir, please help us. Come, 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 come. Leave your seat and come. Leave your seat and step out. There is no arrow that where you are standing. If you are meant to join them, please join them. Here Send me. Here am I. Send me. For the Lord wants somebody. Here am I. Send me. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, in the time of Isaiah. He was not the only one that existed in his generation. There were others that existed. But Isaiah didn't mind his generation. He lifted up his voice. When the Lord was asking, Who shall I send and who will go? Only one man stood up. He said, Here am I. Send me, I will go. And I call on our daddy to help us pray. In the name of Jesus. Father, this is our play. Everyone who is here, by your mercy, this is our plea. Everyone who has heard your word, this morning, this is our plea. Here we are, as we leave from here, we are on ambassage for you in the name of Jesus. We are on witness for you in the name of Jesus. We are on fire for your testimony in the name of Jesus. We're no longer comfortable. We no longer sleep easy when day on days on pass and there is no soul to our account yet. And there is nobody we have shared the gospel of the kingdom with. Lord, make us uncomfortable. Keep us restless until we be about this business as a lifestyle from here in the name of Jesus Christ. Spirit of God, may by your power invade these lives, overtake these lives, inhabit these lives, indwell these lives, burn through them. Let the fire burn through their bones, burn through their marvels, burn through their hearts, burn through their mouths, until they deliver the word of the kingdom that saves souls and that is the power of salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. These ones that stand out here and the ones that sit down, Lord, some here are standing because up to this moment, this third month of the year, they haven't spoken to one soul. They haven't won a kingdom to. They have no alert in heaven. This moment, we ask you, let the urgency by the Spirit never leave them again in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the urgency and the passion that the field is wide with harvest. That the next person they are meeting by the leading of their spirit is the person who is a mission field. That that person whom they have been dreading and running around in circles, 
because he's deviant, youth or old, is the one ripe for the message. Lord, send them. And as you send them, fill their mouth in the name of Jesus Christ. As you fill their mouth, as you open their mouth, Lord, why they fill them with your message and bring conviction in the name of Jesus Christ. The lost mercy upon you. The lost power is upon you. The spirit of the Lord rests upon you. The spirit of grace and of supplication. And the spirit of burden. The way Saul's, Paul said. My burden and my great desire for Israel. My own people. Is that they might be saved. I wish I were cursed on their behalf. If only that they might be saved. May this be the testimony of these ones in the name of Jesus. May they bring in the harvest in sheaves in the name of Jesus. Back up your word. Back up your word. Confirm your word with signs following. As they go witnessing. As they go preaching. As they go to everyone and anyone. Bringing the gospel of salvation to everyone and everywhere. To the deviant, youth or old. And bring glory to your name as you energize them. Thank you. Thank you for your blessing upon their lives. Thank you for your quickening upon their lives. Thank you Lord because the deposit upon their lives is reignited. And shall burn unto souls that are ripe unto salvation. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. And everyone say amen. Let us not grow within the world of God. Send the light. Send the light. Send the light while we gather Jews for our crown of Send the light. Send the light. Send the light, God bless the gospel light. Oh